Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers? And welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name is Andrew Bascom. This is your 20-ish minute sports gambling podcast where we discuss the NFL. Yes, it is part two of our preview with the Pants Rider Prince. This episode, we are doing AFC and NFC North. We are breaking down each division, going team by team for their win over-unders, taking a side and throwing in a player prop too. That is so many ways to lose money. Last week, we did the AFC and NFC East. This week, we're doing the North. There is no recap. No, I'm sorry. No, I know you're sad. There's no recap because we didn't make any live picks that we can cash in or cash out on yet. We talked only about the NFL. If you want actual picks that we are making free and daily, please go to at losing money, W-A-B, where we post free daily picks. And let me tell you, we are making money over there. We are making an absurd amount of money. And, you know, I told you the numbers two weeks ago. The last week alone, we went 14-7. and seven, And on those 14-7, and seven, pretty much all of them were underdogs. Big underdogs. So for that, for this period, for that week, we are up 12 units. So if you bet $10 on every game, you would have made $130. Pretty good. So at Losing Money WAB, free daily picks. My goodness, I can't. If, if the money and the record doesn't sell it, I, I can't help you. I don't know what you're doing. But let's not waste any more time about this winning money nonsense. Let's move it over to the losing money. And the only person I know to talk to about losing money on the NFL, the Pants Ready Prince, AFC, NFC North, right after this. And welcome back to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. With me, as always, to break down the AFC and NFC North, the returning champion, Pants Ready Prince. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Andrew. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Talking to you just gets me so excited about football. It gets me so excited picturing that Sunday where we're making we're, la- we're losing just way too much money. So I, let's let's get going. Let's make some picks. Yeah, I can smell it in the air. You can almost <laughs> smell the the Canadian Thanksgiving food around the corner. Oh, I know. That's that the true sign of football. True sign of losing money here. Okay, let's start with the AFC North here. We're going to start with the Baltimore Ravens, the returning, defending division Jill champs. They are at a ten and a half right now for an over under. Where are you going? Easy over for me. Uh, this is why, why is 10 and a half what they listed at, especially with the extra game, right? This, in I don't understand season, it. I'd still go over 10 and a half on the Baltimore Ravens. You have the number yeah. one rushing attack in the league. That's only going to get better. JK yep. Dobbins, Lamar Jackson, and Hey, Hey there, Gus Edwards, who's pretty damn awesome. And that's yeah. all you really need with that line. Like, yes, we've, we've all talked about the critiques of Lamar's passing game, but he does so much to get it all done in the regular season. We can talk about postseason Lamar yep. Jackson yep. on a different episode. The Ravens are going over 10 and a half. I, I completely agree with you. I think this is one of those numbers that don't make any sense. I think in the NFC, I've got the most one that doesn't make any sense, but this is pretty high up there. The Ravens are always pretty good. Well, and, you know, like they lost Judon, they lost Ngakwe. I don't think both of those are such tremendous losses that they lose their identity. Um, the issues is the offensive line. That's the only thing. It's thin. So they're getting Stanley back. That's good. They drafted Ben Cleveland, who's like a monster. And they signed Alejandro uh, Villanueva off the scrap heap. If they lose any one of them, they're, they might be a little thin here. But that's you could say, you could argue that for every team. So I'm, I don't could, know. Yeah, I could say that with every team at the quarterback yeah. position. You know. <laughs> exactly. So I'm not going to sit here and do that. I am right there with you. A heavy over 10 and a half. I love that. My player prop that I'm going with, J.K. Dobbins, over 1,050 rushing yards. He did it last year. 
And there's no Mark Ingram. I really do believe that they're going to take some pressure off of Lamar Jackson. They're just going to try and run the ball a lot more to open up the passing game. Uh, I, I love J.K. Dobbins. I think he's really good. So over 1050 rushing yards for that. I like that. Well, there we go. Next team up, everybody's favorite, the Cleveland Browns, sitting at a everybody's 10. Everybody's favorite or just your, your favorite, Andrew? <laughs> oh, they made me so much money last year. And they probably lost you some money. So where are you going to go? Over under 10. Uh, this is one of those 10 seems like the number. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so th- this is a year that Baker needs to take a step. This is, well, yeah. if, if they want to do any sort of, you know, talking in the playoffs, Baker Mayfield has to take a step. And mm-hmm. we know the run game's going to flourish. They have one of yes. the best O-lines in the league. Mm-hmm. Does, the D, does the D get better? They, they, they signed a lot of names, but, I mean, they had a lot of big names on the defense last year, and they didn't really perform. So, uh, <sighs> I'm going to say over. I don't want. Can I say push? Can I say push? You can say push. We'll find you the odds. I'll do it in the end of the what the odds are for the exact push. Yeah, I'm going push because I, I, I don't see 11 wins. I can't do it. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm going over because they went 11 and 5 last year. There's an extra game. And a big one that people keep talking about is, oh, they had the easiest schedule in the league last year, which is true, by the way. But Warren Sharp has them. It's the third easiest schedule this year going into it. So it's not a lot, a whole lot has changed. Offensively, they are almost identical, which is great because their offense wasn't a problem, except they've added OBJ. And every person that goes, wow, they're better without OBJ, you're an idiot. You just showed yourself to not know anything about football. That's insane. Baker Mayfield is playing for a contract. He's seeing all his other, you know, uh, draftees from that year getting paid. Uh, he's going to be looking for a contract, so he's going to have a good year. But I agree with you. It's the defense. Adding uh, Troy Hill, adding uh, John Johnson, from which I think is huge from the Rams, and then Javadian Clowney, who, by the way, people, you know, Javadian Clowney, oh my God, he's not really that good. He's been having to come in and play savior for so many defenses now, and now he doesn't have to. Now he goes, you know what? You're firing every single down, and you're going in behind Miles Garrett. Just pick a gap. That's all you have to do. I think it's a good use of them. I, I don't know. I'm really excited about this team. There is talent everywhere. I love, love, love their over. And so much so, I'm going to go Cleveland Browns to win the AFC North at plus 160. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd like that. Okay. <laughs> Going up next, the Pittsburgh Steelers, eight and a half. This is truly one of the hardest ones we will do for the whole whole season. For me, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should check with you first. Is this a hard one for you over under eight and a half? I had more trouble on the Browns and the Bengals than I did on the Steelers. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to go over, and here's why. I think this is a perfect, like, nine and eight finish for the Pittsburgh Steelers. When has the Mike Tomlin-led Pittsburgh Steelers, or when have the Pittsburgh Steelers, in fact, been bad two years in a row? This is an offensive weapon monster that just needs a competent Big Ben. And like like he said, he kind of likes how he's coming in under the radar here. I think that serves him well. I guess we're not sure what kind of a Big Ben we're going to get because, you know, he's 40,000 years old and his body is turned into essentially mush. But the defense is elite enough to get them those wins. I mean, Mm -hmm. yes, they lose Mm -hmm. Bud Dupree, but Eh. look who else else is on that defensive roster. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't see them losing more than... I don't see them winning less than eight games. It's it's a nine and eighteen. 
Nine and eight team? Well, there you go. Nine and eight. But see, I think what you just said was really telling because I think that's a common belief right now. They're not going to be bad two years in a row. They were 12 and four. They were 12 and four. Like, I know they finished terribly and they lost awfully, you know, awfully in those last couple of weeks, but they were 12 and four and on the back of their defense. My, Matt Canada takes over doing their offense and people keep talking about how, like, oh, futuristic, whatever. But, like, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger is turning into Marlon Brando. In the, like, he was a really successful, young, hot candidate and now he's 400 pounds and really old. But, is that I, I think they're going to limit how much he has to throw the ball. Najee Harris getting picked in the first round is a big sign of them just going, it's bell cow time. Let's just give him the ball 400 times this year. And and I really think this is, eight and a half is not a lot of wins. Them going nine and eight, like you were saying, I think is absolutely doable with this defense. I'm going over as well. Uh, and the player prop I'm going to be taking is Najee Harris under 900 yards, rushing yards. And I think that's Ooh. only because... I think it's just they're using a pass action. I think they're just going to be using him in the in the in the pass game a lot. He's going to be on the field legitimately three downs uh, every time. But I think I think you could see an under coming up for a rookie. I think rookies just scare the hell out of me every time we go over. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, yeah. the offensive line is suspect, so I, I don't dislike the nine hundred, the under nine hundred yards. Yeah. Yeah, I, we'll we'll talk more about rookies when we get to uh, Atlanta because I've I have a lot of thoughts on Kyle Pitts. <laughs> okay, Cincinnati Bengals six and a half. I remember last year you loved the Cincinnati Bengals. Is that love carry over to the next year? I did because I do love Joe Burrow and yeah. I I really want him to succeed and I think he will succeed. That being said, I'm going under here. Yeah. Uh, other than Jonah Williams, who can you trust on that offensive line? What Nobody. the fuck in the world were they doing when they didn't draft Penny Sewell? Like, your, your quarterback just – his leg exploded last yeah. year, and yeah. you had an option to draft the all-around best offensive lineman in the class by a mile, and you went wide receiver. And I get why you went wide, mm-hmm. wide receiver, but that was not your extreme position of need, and I think that hurts you this year. The defense yeah. is a work in progress. Yes, you have, you know, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins who – Gonna be a, an amazing one-two yep. threat, yeah, for years to come. But you need an offensive line to succeed in this league, and they don't have it. I anytime that you want to say, like, I'm completely with you on the Panzeri Brands. I'm completely under on the six and a half as well. I like calling Cincinnati Dallas Light in the way that their offense could be kind of good, but their defense is just dreadful. I don't like they could put points on the board, but like, who the hell cares at that point? I think under six and a half is an absolute song. I, I really, especially with how good this division is, if you want a sign that that Joe Burrow is not ready yet. Anytime you see a promotional photo, look at the scar on that guy's knee. It is legitimately 10 inches big. It is huge. That guy nearly lost a leg 30 years ago, and now he's coming back next year, so good for him. But I just by all accounts in the training camp and where we are uh, recording on August 19th, that it's supposedly dreadful. Chase is not getting any separation. Joe Burrow looks tentative. The offense looks all out of sorts. And so much so, is Zach Taylor going to be coaching this team at the end of the year? I'm not sure. I'm going under six and a half. And my player prop is Zach Taylor. First coach fired plus 1200, 1200. He's the fifth on the board for, for odds. I love this one. I like that player prop or that coach. Yeah. Prop. Coach that prop. Yeah. The prop. Yeah, exactly. Do you know who number one is? He's coming up in a second. It's Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer is the number favorite to be co- first coach fired. I'm not really sure I get that. Not going to happen. And I'll tell no. you why in like 10 minutes when we get to Minnesota. <laughs> okay. There you go. All right. We're going to go up to the NFC North. Oh, just before we get there. Do you like the Baltimore Ravens to win the division? Yes. Yes. Okay. You're getting that at plus 140 right now. So there you go. Keep that in mind. NFC North, the leaders and the defending champions, Green Green Bay Packers sitting at nine. Where are you going? 
why? Um, did the <sighs> odds make a not read any Aaron Rodgers updates in the last month? Because I don't, I don't they're going to win 13 games. Yeah. Uh, I think we can do this one pretty quickly. They're really good, and they're going to win a lot of games. I'm going over. <laughs> they are so good. They they were within a play of making the Super Bowl and probably winning the Super Bowl, considering how the Chiefs looked. I don't get this. I don't get this. feels like you're right. This feels like a number before they found out Aaron Rodgers was coming back. But no, we checked. This is still the number. Over nine. Pound this. Pound this number. I don't get this at all. Uh, but the only thing I am going to say is my player prop for this one. Aaron Rodgers under 4,600 yards, passing yards. And the only reason I'm saying that is how many times has he done this in his career? Once. Was it last year? No, it was 2011. Where in the world did they get this number from that he's going to even be more spiteful to come back and play? I think I think at the end of the season when he moves on to a new team, people are like pretty aware that Aaron Rodgers is a good player. It's not like he needs to have a good year for them to go, oh, okay, Aaron, we should want Aaron Rodgers. I don't get that at all. No, yeah, he, uh, he's a darling of the NFL. We yeah. don't really need to say any more about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> there you go. All right, so that was the easiest pick, I think, so far. Green Bay over nine. Easy, easy. Yeah, it's got to be the easiest of the whole, the whole league. <laughs> okay, there we go. Minnesota Vikings, speaking of Mike Zimmer, sitting at eight and a half. Panzeri Prince, what are you doing? I'm going over, and I really like the over here because I think the odds makers have forgot of who was left off the defensive roster last year because of injuries. Daniel Hunter is returning. Anthony Barr is returning. Eric Kendricks missed a lot of time last year. He missed the last month. These are three very good defensive players who's going to come in and really boost Mike Zimmer's defense, which was ranked number one in the league in 2017. Yeah. This is a good defensive mind, a good defensive coach, and now he's getting his players back. On the offensive side, I mean, yes, Dalvin Cook, yes, Justin Jefferson – it all depends on the O-line, and that will dictate what kind of a year Kirk Cousins has. Mm-hmm. I think Kirk Cousins is talented enough to carry this team with that defense to over eight and a half wins. That's why I'm going, I'm going over. Well, I'm going over as well. I, I Everything you just said and more, Mike Zimmer's a good defensive coach, and actually he has, if you want to go back and look, he has some hilarious quotes about how bad his defense was last year. I'm just going like, this might be the most least talented group I've ever had in my life. You're like, oh, okay, awesome. On top of all the players returning, they signed Xavier Woods, they signed Patrick Peterson, and, you know, different points of their career, but this defense will be a lot better than it was last year, and if this offense does even 80% of what it does last year, this is absolutely going over 8.5. I'm right there with you. The player prop I'm going with, Justin Jefferson, under 13-20, receiving yards 1325 is still a ton of yards like it's a ton of yards if you got 1200 you've had like a sensational year he had 1400 last year I think Adam Thielen being maybe healthier will hurt that a little bit maybe Dalvin Cook being fully healthy all year might hurt that a little bit I also think there's no you're not catching anyone off guard anymore you're you're now a really big time receiver and you're gonna face the number one cornerback all the time 1325 let's you know a little sprinkle that's a good point. I mean, there have been years where 1,400 yards wins you the receiving title. So exactly. I, I like that under a lot, especially, yeah, that's a great point. He's going to be facing number one quarterback, cornerbacks, and you have to assume that Adam Thielen's going to stay healthy. Yeah, you have to. Everyone's favorite vegan, Adam Thielen. Um, okay, so next team up, Chicago Bears, seven and a half. This was like for the AFC North or the Pittsburgh Steelers. I stared at this number for a very, very long time. Seven and a half, how do you feel? Well, Andrew, let me ask you, <laughs> is the preseason hype for oh. Justin Fields for real? Yeah, right. Okay. I'm glad. It's, this, is, this is, the Chicago Bears is just a big Justin Fields question, isn't it, pretty much? Yeah, because the rest of the team's shit, and I'm going under. <laughs> 
I'm, go I'm going under two, but it's honestly just like we talked about last week with the Patriots. It, how much am I punishing the team for going, well, in the first couple of weeks, they're going to start the least talented quarterback they have on the roster. Like, I don't really, it, like, we know there's a more talented quarterback on the team, but he's not going to be starting the first couple of games. Now, keep in mind, by the way, the first team, first game is against the Rams. And I don't know if I want to start my rookie quarterback against the Rams either. That sounds pretty awful. But it's really a question of does Justin Fields start week two, week three, week four? Because then it's going to change my answer. Yeah, I mean, after one game, if the coach is already telling you he's going to be taking first-team reps in practice, yes. some of them, then, yeah, you know the move is going to come at some point. But the team has he, – he really doesn't have any help around him. Like, no, he no. really doesn't. And, and this is uh, a team quite far away from contending in this division, at least a couple of years, until we see what, who, who Justin Fields really is. But we've seen him throw, what, 16 passes? I think yeah. he can – safely go under here and know this year is going to be a work in progress. Well, and I completely agree with you because if I told a Bears fan off the street that, hey, heads up, you went 7-10 and 10 this year, but Justin Fields looks amazing, they would go, I'll take that every time. That's amazing. That's, that sounds Definitely. so good to me. Perfect. Exactly. Also, the defense isn't the same as it was previously. Losing Kyle Fuller for nothing? Ugh. God, what a sign of a mismanaged organization. My player prop them to go with David Montgomery over 1,000 rushing yards. 1,000. That's it. He did He did way more than last year. Plus, having a rookie quarterback in there, they're going to want to do a ton of just handing it off and letting him go. And I, I think I love this one for for God's sakes. He'll, he'll get David more Montgomery. in the defense role. And the other one, too, is he had more than that last year, and the defenses didn't respect the pass with Foles and Trubisky. They'll at least respect it a little bit. I love the over 1,000. Oh, I like that, too. He uh, carried me to a fantasy championship last year, so thank you for that, David Montgomery. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Okay, fantastic. And what a great way to finish. The Detroit Lions over oh, under. Oh, he's best team. That's a great way to finish. <laughs> They're entertaining, at least, with Dan Campbell, because, you know, this is one of the, I don't have a player prop for this one, but maybe you'll see a coach, Hart, literally stop on the sideline with the coffee consumption he admitted to the other day. He's having, like, 72 ounces of caffeine before 9 in the morning. It's truly, truly disgusting. I really like Dan Campbell. I think he's I think he's good for this team. I just don't think this team is good. Uh, <laughs> what a way to put that. Okay, interesting. So at five, where are you going? This is tough. Five is tough because it's so low. There's so little room for error here. I'm going under just because I'm, I just don't see how you go over. Um, the only thing I like about the Detroit Lions is their offensive line. Yeah. Uh, and I think DeAndre Swift, who is a very talented back, is going to thrive. I think they're going to have a very underrated run game that's going to surprise a lot of people. Yep. But that's all i got to say about Detroit because what else are we getting, man? It's, oh. they, are, they are depleted. They are a completely rebuilding team. I mean, are they, though? Because then you got Jared Goff. And it, I don't know. It, when I'm confusing myself like this, I think it's best to just go under because I'm trying to convince myself otherwise, and that's no good. No, I, I'm, I am right there with you. Is this the Jared Goff revenge tour? No, it's probably not. But who is he throwing to? Here are his top four wide receivers. Tyrell Williams, Quintez Cephas, Victor Bolden, and Sage Surratt. Now, I understand TJ Hawkinson is going to have a monster year. And in fantasy, everyone is circling that guy in like the sixth round and going like, ooh, I hope I get that guy because he's the only person they could throw at. But... I, their line, their line is very good. But Panzeri Prince, every everybody at once, name your favorite Detroit Lion defensive player. Like who's your who's the who's your favorite uh, Lion? Jeff Jeff Okuda. <laughs> Jeff Okuda. Let's hope he comes back from Ohio State. That'd be great. I just I don't get this under five. But you know what? You build with the line, and who knows what will happen. So like maybe next year we're talking about the team a little different. But I also like the under uh, under five tremendously. The player prop though, T.J. Hawkinson over five receiving touchdowns, only five. 
Somebody's oh, got to catch a touchdown yeah, for this league. Be over there. How, how does he not get over five? They got no one else who's got any receiving experience. Exactly. I don't really know who else is catching a ball for this team. So over five, it's only five. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, sounds good. All right, fans, right, Prince. That's the AFC and NFC North. Next week, we're going to be talking about the AFC and NFC South. Oh my goodness. Football is coming back and I am so, so excited to lose some money on it. Thank you, Pants Roddy Prince. Anytime you take it easy. Okay, so those are our AFC and NFC North picks. But before I let you go, I'm going to sneakily put in just a couple of picks for the UFC fight night that's coming up. First fight is we're going to see Clay Gita back in the octagon against Mark Madsen. Mark Madsen, a really interesting career because he began his MMA career in 2013, took a hiatus from 2014, 2018, as he left to compete for the Rio Olympic Games, where he won silver in Greco-Roman. Good for you. But he's currently undefeated at 10-0 and 3 knockouts. The issue is, it's going to be, can Clay Gita overwhelm him with some striking, with some motor? I, I really don't see this happening. All the things that Clay Gita is kind of good at, Madsen will match. He will take him down. He will wrestle him. His, his motor will be unmatched. The only issue is Madsen's you know, striking is really, really rudimentary. And so if he gets that, you know, distance closed, he's not really going to know what to do with it. So I imagine a lot of wrestling, I imagine a lot of ground and pound, and that's why I imagine a Mark Madsen victory minus 170 and via decision only at plus 130. So the books are kind of thinking what I'm thinking. If Madsen wins, it'll most likely be a decision. So that's where we're going, plus 130. And in the main event, we have Jared Cannonier versus Kevin Gastelum. This is actually a really good fight. This is, once again, you know, fight nights again, very interesting fights. They're not flashy, they're not nothing, but this is, like, actually kind of a very interesting fight. Cannonier is just an interesting guy in general. He fought at heavyweight. He fought at light heavyweight. He's now fighting at middleweight, but he's kind of found success wherever he's gone, but really middleweight is where he's found the most success. He's at 3-1 and one record currently, only losing to former champion Robert Whitaker. Gastelum has also had an interesting career as well. He grew up on the Ultimate Fighter. We saw him before his eyes. And as early as 2019, he was fighting uh, for the interim belt with Israel Adesanya. And that was the, like, fight of the year. But since then, has lost three of his four fights. It's really confounding. Gaslam is a very good fighter. He's very well-rounded. He's a lefty. His leg kicks really well. But he does have confusing fights where you're like, well, who the hell was that guy? Like, in his last three fights, Jack Hermanson, he lost. Ugh, yikes. Ian Heinz, he won, unanimous decision. And Robert Whitaker, he lost, unanimous decision. I don't know. Maybe call me emotional or something like that, but I can see a Kevin Gaslam win. He's plus 135 right now, and via decision, which I think if we could do that, I think Gaslam can survive the knockout power of Cannoneer. Via decision is plus 250. That's where we're going to go. We're going to be making way more picks for the UFC Fight Night coming up over at Losing Money WAB on Twitter, on Instagram, plus a ton of free baseball picks, <coughs> 14 and 7. But thank you so much for losing money with Andrew Bascom. Can you please rate, review, subscribe wherever you enjoy podcasts? If you feel like gambling is becoming a problem, please go to problemgambling.ca. The incredible theme and music that plays throughout the show was done by Nikki Mitchell. You can find her music on Spotify or on Instagram. Plus, those links are in the podcast description right now. The creative force behind Losing Money with Andrew Bascom is Alex Monique. And we are proudly produced by Sad Styles Productions. Executive producers, Mike Aaronworth and me, Andrew Bascom. Thank you so much for listening. Have fun losing money this weekend. Not on baseball, at Losing Money WAB. We'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!